Alternative Radio. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and this is Stranger Than. Uh, well, this time we are going to release one of our Patreon episodes. Yes. Uh, just for the general world to hear. And uh, the only difference is this one will have uh, ad breaks. But aside from the ad breaks, if you join our Patreon, you will get this sort of stuff. Uh, this particular episode is about Ed Gein, and it has our friend Alex, who's been on some of our older episodes with us. So uh, we're basically just going to play it how it's recorded, uh, of course, with the exception of the ads. So enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, patrons, and thank you for your support. Nice to be talking to you again. This time we have Alex. You may remember him from past episodes. Hey. And he's going to help us out here with our chat about Ed Gein and his influence in popular culture. And first off, we're going to go through and talk a bit about who Ed Gein is, just in case you aren't super familiar with the charming, charming man. <laughs> Dear God. So I hope you uh, are ready for some good stuff. Yeah, pretty awesome. He was known as the Butcher of Plainfield. He was born in August of 1906 and had a fairly shitty childhood. His mother was a real heavy-handed religious type. Always pleasant to be around. She preached to Ed and his older brother about God, about how all women were but her were intrinsically evil, and about how alcohol was bad. God, just a typical, like, overbearing, awful, manipulative mom. Yeah, definitely not what you're looking for. Mm, yeah. Definitely not what you're looking for, like, as a potential mother-in-law. It's like, dude, you're just, not only are you just making this kid's life miserable, like, I'm sure, like, every girl out there would never date him just for that reason. No, no, not for very <laughs> long. Not after the first meeting. No. I kind of picture Bobby Boucher's mother. Yeah. From Waterboy. Mm, I can't remember that movie enough. Ah, uh, that's, I think, a first in Stranger Than History that <laughs> I have a re movie reference that Joanna has does not. As a schoolboy, Gain was described as shy and weird. He didn't have many friends, mainly because he got punished by his mother for trying to make friends. Socially, he was not very developed, probably because of the whole thing we just said about his mother, and right. so his only social interactions were with his drunken jackass father, his psychopathic mother, and his brother. She's like the mom from like that one, that Eddie's mom from It. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. With a, a little bit of the girl's dad thrown in there just for good measure. Right. April Fool's Day of 1940 came with Gaines' father dead of an alcohol-related heart attack. Four years later, his brother was reported missing. The pair had been burning brush, and the fire got out of hand. The local fire department came, and everything got taken care of, so they put out the fire and everything, and that's when Ed realized that his brother was missing. Yeah, this is, like, really weird with the brother. Yeah, yeah. So a search starts, and it's nighttime, so they got 
flashlights and they got a bunch of people helping and they do find the body of his brother. It's unburned. It's got this bruising on the back of the head. The official cause of death was asphyxiation, which is actually not blunt force trauma. Right. That's totally different. Totally different. But the back of the head sort of suggests that he got bashed on the back of the head. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense. What was the asphyxiation from? Like, was it smoke inhalation or was it like manual asphyxiation? I believe it was supposed to have been for smoke inhalation. Okay. But, you know. It's just really weird. That's that's that weird bash on the head, though. Yeah. A bash on the head that no one really bothered to ask anything about. Like, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happens in the cases of smoke inhalation. Yeah. It's common. It's common. At the end of December of 1945, Ed's mom died after suffering two strokes that year. Ed's mom was the only person he was friends with and the only person he loved. So with her dead, he was essentially alone. Apparently, she died because he came into contact with a woman who was a little bit too forward for her taste. Oh, my God. Like, one of his buddies that he ended up getting somehow, it was like his wife or something, was a little bit too friendly. Like, she talked to him or something. Right. And that just sent Ed's mom over the fucking edge. Like, what the fuck is the matter with this woman? Like, it's like you're just totally, like, you're... Really making an effort to make your kid, like, totally fucked up. Yes. And then uh, just leaving him to his own devices because you give yourself a fucking stroke over your fucking own bullshit. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Here's where we get to Ed getting in trouble, really. Up until this point, no one knew he was really breaking any laws. He had been breaking into graveyards and digging up corpses of women. Never had sex with them, though. Never fucked them, but he had been doing that. Smelled too bad. One morning, a local hardware store owner called Bernice Warden went missing. The last receipt that had been written by her was to Ed Gain. Old Eddie. Oh, that's so funny. His name's Ed, like Eddie from It, with with the overbearing mother. I wonder if maybe that was, I mean, he never did anything in the movie like Ed Gein did afterwards, but maybe it's sort of a, a nod in that direction. Stephen King did write it. You can find the, yeah. ha- the hand of Ed Gein on so many cinematic works. Oh, yes. Which As we'll we get into. Discuss. Yes, which we'll get into. The cops found him, arrested him, and searched his property. Just all based off the receipts? Well, yeah, they, they, okay. yeah, he was the last one to see her, and so they went and they found him. And they, I mean, dude, they could arrest him. They had probable, I mean, last one, she's dead now. Well, hey, yeah. you can definitely arrest someone because of that. You can only, you can they hold him for up to 24 hours, right? They or must 48, have had like maybe a feeling about. Ed? Ed. Yeah. Just because usually, I mean, it's last, you, you question them, like, well, what time did you last see them? Like, when. Well, I'm sure that's basically how it went. You I'm got sure what it. happened it's is the just, cops, yeah. they showed up because they knew where he was staying or whatever. And they're like, Ed. And he was like, I didn't do it. And like, <laughs> okay, you're under arrest. Or something Either like that. Either that or it's just like, what the, f- what the fuck is up with that lampshade? Right, well, they, this yeah. is, he's not arrested at his home. He's not arrested at his home, No, Damn. no, he wasn't at his home. He was at, like, I was a thinking nearby... maybe they got some vibe. But, you know, they just get a tiny crack of like a little peek into his living room. And it's just like, 
the fuck is that? <laughs> no, no, that wasn't until they showed up to his house. Yeah. Which they did shortly after arresting him. All right. And what they found there was, well, well fucking horrible. They found uh, Warden's decapitated body in a shed, hung up like a deer, and yeah, dressed yep. as one. Yep. So that means that she had no more guts. Uh, she was hung upside down so that her the blood would have drained out of her body. Just like one does when one's in the field and they kill a deer. They don't want to drag all that extra weight back, so they get rid of most of the weight. I really just can't imagine doing that to like a human person. Like, what the fuck? Right? Yeah. But that is not where the horror stopped. Also on the property, they found fragmented and whole human bones. Human skin upholstering some chairs. Nine vulvas in a shoebox. A lampshade of human face skin. Oh my god. Human skull bowls. A corset made from the skin of a woman's torso. What? It was a corset? Yep. Yeah. Like what kind of what did he use for the boning? Like uh, probably ribs. Ugh. I mean they're sort of already there. I mean that that's just grotesque as fuck. Yeah. He also had a mask made out of woman flesh. Oh Jesus. And he I mean he had a, a full woman suit. So he could dress up as like a woman. A Buffalo Bill fucking. Yep. Woman skin. Which, skin, uh, skin. of whom we'll no. get into. Yes. Not like he got into his victims, but mm. nevertheless. Oh, uh, there's uh, the belt made from female human nipples. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. Yep. Nipple yeah. belt. Nipple belt. That's you can right. find that belt. all over the internet. Some of the skin, skulls, and whatnot of bodies he'd exhumed from the local cemetery. He'd just pop by and dig up some newly buried bodies for his own purposes. He didn't fuck them, though, as we said before, because they smelled too bad. Really? That's why he had the nine vulvas in a box under his bed? Yeah, you know? Like, hidden and everything? Like, I mean, he's got fucking chairs. He's got furniture made out of human skin. But he hides the vulvas in a box under his bed. But he's not fucking no. them. Probably yeah, because that... of the... Uh, probably because of whatever his mother instilled in him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and too, he said the smell, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, when this guy got arrested and word gets out about what they found there, there is definitely some drugstore clerk saying, like, I knew something that was up when he started buying up all the Summer's Eve. <laughs> like, <laughs> and his mom's been dead for a while, so. Yep. Did they have that shit back in the 1950s? What, like douches? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've had those around forever. (laughs) Oh, I think they used like Lysol at some point. Yeah, that's what it was. Lysol. Lysol. Not not mace. Not just a little vinegar and water. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. Ed Gein was arraigned on a single count of first degree murder in November of 1957, where he entered the plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. He was diagnosed as schizophrenic and sent off to what's now called Dodge Correctional Institution, but what was then called Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane, as he was not found to be fit to stand trial. I like the second name better than the first. It sounds like... Oh, yeah, anything that has criminally insane in yeah, the title. It's like very batman mm-hmm. Yeah. Eleven years later, he was finally deemed able to stand trial, which he did. It lasted one week, and there was no jury, at the request of the defense. The judge heard from doctors, 
prosecutors and Gein's defense. <laughs> I he, bet they didn't want a jury. Yeah, no shit. You know, like, God. <laughs> it was probably difficult to find anyone who could be unbiased. Yeah. I mean, fuck. That is some depraved shit right there. Yeah, I'm sure these poor cops were scarred for the rest of their lives oh from it. Oh my god, I oh, know. Yeah. Can you imagine like having like catalog every single piece of that evidence right. of which there was like a massive abundance? Oh, Jesus. It wasn't just like a few, a couple of things here and there. It's just like, you know, here's nine vulvas in a box under the fucking bed. Oh, here's my human skull bones. Here's my mask, here's my skin suit, here's, here's my, my furniture, here's my nipple belt. I mean, oh my god, it just keeps going on and on and on. He had a whole... He had a whole, like, Etsy, like, <laughs> yeah. shop going on. It's like, repurposed humans. There you he go. He was crafty. He was crafty. He was very crafty. In the end, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity, and they sent him back to the place where he'd been since he was caught. This is where he would remain until he died. They only tried him for one murder, and he also admitted to killing Mary Hogan. She had been missing since 1954, and her face was found in a paper bag, and her head in a box at Gein's house. What the fuck? So her, like, face, he just kept her faceless head? In a box. In a box. Yeah. But, like, her actual face was, like, in a paper bag. Yeah. Like, like how do you just, how do you cut somebody's fucking face off? Like, you, you have need, to just uh, be, like, so detached from hand. other human things. Steady hand. God, you guys are fucking sick. Like you had to be like really detached from other human beings to do something like that. Yeah, cut someone's like kill somebody, cut their fucking face off, or even dig them up dead and like cut someone's dead face off. You well, fucking kidding me? Oh. He did say that he went to the cemetery and turned around without a corpse more times than he went there and came back with a corpse. Probably because I mean, you, that takes a little time to like dig somebody up and then like get their body out and put it in your fucking pickup truck or whatever the fuck and drive it back to your house. Well, he, he probably wouldn't. I mean, he did it so many times. Like, clearly he was careful. He'd say he'd go into some kind of trance and it, sometimes he would wake up before the deed was done. And then he'd, you know, turn around and oh, head yeah, home. sure. You know what? That is such bullshit. Yeah, That's it's just, absolute it, bullshit. This is what the time he felt most alive. Like. He doesn't black any of this out. It's like his favorite part of fucking life. You don't do that kind of shit unless you, like, really, really like it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just really needed to craft. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, hey, it's a lot cheaper than going to, you know, Joanne's. Or, yeah. Crafting supplies are expensive, even in the 50s. Ed died in 1984 from lung cancer. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. God. No, fucking freak. Which actually, apparently, is like demeanor was that of just very nice and friendly and helpful and. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, that Midwest upon, politeness. Yeah, upon uh being asked, um, you know, about the the death masks, apparently he was more than happy to explain the process of, you know, peeling exactly the skin off and how you do, do it. it. Yeah, Ugh, in graphic detail, just without batting an eyelash. I'm sure. No doubt. A real born teacher, that one. Well, there have been many, many movies. Well, not many, many, but several movies that have taken... <laughs> taken uh, borrowed bits uh, here and there. Borrowed bits, that's that's a funny <laughs> way, yeah. He took bits, <laughs> other people take bits from him, yeah. You know, gained influence from certain characters, and we'll talk about these movies a little bit. 
So the first one we're going to talk about is Psycho. Oh, yeah. Which came out in 1960. The book came out, I believe, in 1959. So this is like pretty shortly after all that shit went down, huh? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like right, right after. And uh, from IMDb, the synopsis is a Phoenix secretary embezzles $40,000 from her employer's client, goes on the run, and checks into a remote motel run by a young man under the domination of his mother. That's yeah, right. some familiar themes there. Exactly. <laughs> Dominating mother. Crazy person. Uh, Grave robber. Grave robber. Crossdresser. I guess Ed didn't really... I mean, he dressed as a woman, but more as a woman and not yeah. just in women's clothing. Right. Yeah. Or like his mother. That's what, like, Norman... That's what old Norman liked to do. Yeah, yeah. Dressed up like his mother, and he had his mother all like his her body all like freaking taxidermy. taxidermy downstairs. It's fucked up because he liked to like do it with like oh his birds, like he would uh preserve like the dead birds and stuff and mount them. Yeah, fucking That's, gross. Uh, crafty, yeah, crafty, creepy, crafty and creepy. Anthony Perkins, he was pretty good at. Just being like the nice, quiet psychopath. And then that spawned, there's several psychos, weren't there? Yeah, I think there's like, uh. Yeah, but they, I mean, they're all three like. Three sequels after that. They all sucked. I mean, yeah. I, it's not like the original. No, I mean, the original was just, um. That is like creepy as fuck. Even well, it was this Hitchcock, day. wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, Hitchcock. Hitchcock. That guy. I just love that guy. It's yeah. One of those iconic. Mm hmm. Films, especially you know some of the sequences in the movie itself. He was a master. Studied in film schools, probably still today. Oh, I'm sure. There was a TV show called Bates Motel. I've only caught an episode or two of that. It was a pretty good show. I saw the first couple seasons of it. They, it was definitely very creepy with the whole mother son relationship there <laughs> that was they really they really got the that down and and a shy and weird and awkward childhood part he was very much that it was it was played pretty well i'd say it's worth a watch and then of course we've got house of a thousand corpses God. the devil's rejects and is uh three from hell the third part of those yeah and those are also yeah, showing some. Uh... I just remember the Devil's Rejects being like just so graphically, like I mean, it was not bad. It was like like well made, but it just so. Yeah, it's intense in some parts. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the, like the that's a nice way with, of putting uh... it. Oh my god, I just never. I was like, I can never see that again. That's fine. Just the once. But just the once was good. That's good. Yeah, with Otis, with the face masks, and um, even in House of a Thousand Corpses in the uh, Captain Spaulding's murder ride, there's a little Ed Gein segment, which uh, actually the actor Bill Mosley, he plays Ed Gein in the segment. He also is the one that plays Otis. Oh, really? And he also plays the uh, the news reporter. Oh, funny. Then. Yeah. And it, Otis also... Uses people's skins for crafty things in the movie. Yeah. Is that correct? That's... And those movies are basically just about kids who go and get stuck and go into basically a house of horrors. Is that the basic premise of those movies? That's basically the first one. Yeah, I feel like 
the Devil's, Devil's Rejects, Rejects was, was more with yeah. them on the run. Yeah. And, then, um, and that one takes place directly after the events of House of a Thousand Corpses? Or? It's like six or seven months after. Okay. And then um, the Three from Hell picks up, like, with them, um, like, surviving the big shootout at the end of Devil's Rejects. Spoiler alert. Right. Um, it's only like a 15-year-old movie. Yeah, yeah I know. Jesus. And, um, you know, their trial and prison and, you know, eventual escape and blah, blah, blah. Right. But, yeah. All right. And then, um... What else we got? We can take it back to uh, 1974 with uh, Deranged, which Confessions is... Confessions of a Necrophile. Which is basically a more, like, pretty accurate um, account of, you know, what happened. He's got the overbearing mother and, you know, she dies and it leaves him in a, you know, very lonely state where he's, you know, uh, grave robbing and, you know, murder. Yeah. Murder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that one's uh, it's pretty good, like old school. Like it's worth a watch. Is it almost a documentary? It's like a drama dramatization. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah pretty much so. It, I mean, do they yeah. change the names, or do they even use the same names? Uh, the um, change the names. It's uh, Ezra Cobb. That's right. That's is right. Is your middle-aged man in the rural community in the Midwest? Who? Uh, yeah. How old was Ed Gein when he was? Caught. Well, he was born in 1909, and he was caught uh, in like 1957 or something. Wow! So, so in his 40s. In his 40s. That's so old. Yeah, not God. <laughs> Puck. But okay, I was just curious. And then, uh, back in, uh, of course, in 1974. We got uh, Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre taking heavy influence. Oh, yeah, the, with uh, his, like, fucking, his, like, skin mask. Yeah, the skin masks and, uh, you know, the Hence general... the name Leatherface. <laughs> general cannibalism of the family. Right. Not, well, I mean, she's basically... I don't think Ed dead. ever used a chainsaw. Like, clearly that no. was, like, very detailed work he did. Like, yeah. a chainsaw would just make a mess of your, you know, well, you gotta... skin chair. You gotta right, make it sensational right. and slash and slashery for the crowds. I mean, this was well, it was pretty terrifying. Time. I mean, Leatherface with a fucking chainsaw running at you, like, oh my god! Oh yeah, that scene where it's in the uh, when they're out in the dark and you just hear the chainsaw oh. and they're looking around with the flashlight and good stuff. And that's just another sort of uh, innocence get caught up in the same. Yeah, you place get to some place that sucks. Totally, like more than any place has ever sucked before, and and then and sucks trying, worse. Yeah, and then you're trying like not to be like fucking horribly killed and to escape. Then uh, let's see the Buffalo Bill definitely yes. taking some uh, influence um, from Silence of the Lambs. The film came out in 1991. The novel came out in 1988. Now, is this one, this is one you haven't seen. You haven't seen Silence of the Lambs. Have I you? have not seen Silence the of the Lambs. Fuck? I know, it's ridiculous. It's the right? best one. I know, I, I've seen so Red good. Dragon. I've seen uh, Hannibal. Uh, Hannibal. I've even seen some of the show Hannibal, like probably the first four or five episodes with, what's his name, uh, 
Maz Nicholson or Mads Nicholson or whatever. Sure. Sure. You know, the guy okay. who was Lashif in. Oh, okay. In, uh, Casino yeah. Royale. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen Silence of the Lambs. It's basically what it's about is a the FBI is going to talk to a serial killer to try uh, and catch Lecter, another to try and catch killer. another one. Yeah, which is Buffalo Bill, which is the guy who likes the fucking skin suit. Yeah. Which there's actually kind of um uh a parallel to another uh I believe that's um kind of the same thing with uh how they was it the Green River killer that they they talked to like Ted Bundy the agent with and they profiled Oh, I know Ted Bundy gave him like tips on on stuff. I think the best one was that um that he would probably return to the scene of the crime repeatedly and right. so that they kind of changed their tactics with trying to find old Green River Gary that way like kind of monitoring crime scenes and shiz like that. The Agent Starling Doctor Lecter relationship was kind of based on a real thing that oh I see happened what you're saying. with it was like they were trying to they were trying to catch like the Green River Killers. So they talked to Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like what would you do in this situation, sort of thing. Like, well, I'd go back to the scene of the crime and have sex with the corpses. Isn't that what the Mind Killer show on Netflix is about? Mind Hunter, yes, Mind Hunter, yes, yes, and it's so good. You should totally watch it. I read the book too. Like oh, it's the, a book as well. Yeah, it's like written by the actual guy, the profiler guy. Oh wow! Yeah, so he wrote the he like had a co-writer, but yeah, he wrote the book. He's written a whole series of books, and that's what they made the show off of. Was his one of his books called Mind Hunter? I can't find anything that back up my claim but i'm pretty sure that was another significance which well i know I, I i definitely remember the fact that they they got that information from bundy that right. he'd go back to the scene of the crime so it stands to reason that they would have also included that in the film i mean when did they catch the green river killer oh it took a bit yeah it took a while was yeah. it like it was, i think it was it was like it was like 2000 yeah, something 2000. but that relationship was something that would have happened before the movie or during the movie's filming it was, uh, I think, before. So, I like think in, even before the, the book. Okay, so mm-hmm. so that was a thing that happened in the early eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well then, I, it stands to reason that if it was something that was known back then, that it was probably something that they they put in there because they knew about it, and it's a good plot point. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's not where old Eddie's influence shines through. No, 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 no. No, nope. it's uh, the Buffalo Bill. Yeah. It's, it's well he has like a wig, he has like a hairpiece and he has a hairpiece and he's making the woman's suit and uh we all Not remember the goodbye scene. horses oh yeah dance scene. Yes, and then of course there's every meme with a put the lotions in the in on the skin or it gets the hose again thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's that's big. That's And big. even um Dr. Lecter's escape, you know, he's using the oh, coming with the face dude, mask. Oh yeah, dude. that's right. That was like such an intense part of the movie. Yeah. It still gets me going, like, you know, every time, you know, he just slowly rises up and, like, pulls the fucking skin mask off. It's yep. just like, oh, shit. Shit just got real. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also been a couple um, movies just based on Ed Gein as well. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. I, I, yeah, that's there's a, common with, with serial one killers just called, these days. Um, I guess he wasn't really, really much of a serial killer. It's just his crimes were so fucking... Grisly yeah. and brutal, because the only... 
killed two people that he, that, he, that he admitted to. Yeah, that he, he admitted to. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I think there's probably a, a few more that he just never got busted for. They didn't right. have any evidence. It's just some chick that went missing hitchhiking, you know? Yeah, that could well be the case. The old uh, bash on his brother's head. Yep, that's, yeah, suspicious. But, you know, whatever. Let's whatever, whatever. about that. Yeah. Because everyone else apparently did, too. Right. I think just what they found when could prove was, like, enough. Everyone was right. just like, dude, I don't even want to. I don't even. Yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's also, yeah, there's one just called Ed Gein. Came out in 2001. Uh, it's called In the Light of the Moon. Elsewhere. But it was released in the United States and Australia. It's just Ed Gein. Interesting. There's one in 2007 that came out called Ed Gein, The Butcher of Plainfield, which stars um, Kane Hodder, who, uh, if you're into horror movies, you should recognize that name, played Jason in a number of the movies. Um, oh, wait. He's... Uh, he played... And and like, that guy's actually pretty big, right? Yeah, he's really big. So it's <laughs> kind of a weird choice i i have yeah. it I, and i i need to watch it because i want to i'm curious well, this to, is to just, see this is just what movies do this yeah. is what hollywood does they make it a little bit extra right be scarier so, if ed gein would, i don't even think so if, i think if, him if being ed like gein a was just little, like this huge guy just a little plain dude that just makes it that much it more it, terrifying yeah, with like, like kind of a lazy eye oh my yeah. god it's always like the quiet slow ones and it's just like oof suddenly he's shot you in the fucking face in your hardware store and oh god and he's dragging your fucking body back to his fucking house to like make some fucking lampshades put your fucking vulva in a box jesus christ yeah put your face in the bag yeah skull in a box let you sit there that's what you do uh, I've never watched the uh the American horror story series but I guess um the from the asylum one, the uh -huh. doctor. That's from what I've read is a little bit Ed Gein-ish. Like, oh, okay. I've seen. I watched the first season of that, and it wasn't. I didn't find it overly impressive. I understand that each season is its own I deal. I like so. the first season. That's my favorite one. Is the ghost? Is the yeah. haunted house? The murder house? But I think it's something where he's um some medical institution then it's revealed that he's you know basically you know making you know skinning people oh yeah yeah because like, it's, yeah. it's the doc there's two doctors but it's the one that you think is like a good guy doctor like the whole time right until, oh, of course like, it is. So, yeah. find out he's yeah. like totally not totally off the rails there's also some music that is uh taken some inspiration from old guinea weenie oh yeah 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 um a lot of death metal that, shocking i know no no way shocking death you metal know, uh you know well the macabre and uh, that's a whole different like category cannibal corpse oh, got one man. called uh, addicted to vaginal skin oh my god that is gross yeah well vulva's in a box <sighs> um dead skin mass by slayer the classic Tad has a song called Nipple Belt. Oh, jeez. Uh, Blind Melon. Interesting. Their song Skinned. Ah, like, I mean... And uh, Susie and the Banshees, their song Skin. I'm huh. really starting to hate the word skin now. <laughs> yeah. Like, it now just is so... 
representative of something awful. I could probably make it really worse for you, a skin organ. Oh my, what the fuck? Because it is is an organ. Right. And so it really, really, yeah. Nothing to gain by Mudvayne. That's also another uh, inspired... There's also a band just called Ed Gein. Oh, that's <laughs> is that a punk great. band or is it a metal band? The metal band. Metal band. So, uh, Gein and the Grave Robbers is a surf band. That's that's strange. Yeah, they're good though. Yeah, I mean, I like surf surf music. It's yeah. cool. Just you know, just reverb. not what I would have expected. You know? no, like, no, no, <laughs> absolutely no. I was expecting it to be like more. I was expecting it to be like a punk band or something. And it's, no. It's, just instrumental surf music, like okay, right. sweet. Here we Ooh. go. This works too. Here we go. Hang fucking loose. So yeah, old Ed just seeping into uh, the public unconsciousness. Yep, in some very very popular mainstream ways, and then some mm-hmm. less popular ways. Yep, but still, he's everywhere. Uh, he persists. His touch is everywhere. Like Thanos, he is inevitable. Uh. <laughs> So uh, I guess with that, we'll thank you all for your patronage. Uh, we're sorry for this episode being late, but, you know. There were technical difficulties. This time, <laughs> no technical difficulties. Yay. Hooray. So thank you very much for joining us, Alex. Yeah, thanks for having me again. And we will talk to you next time. Stay strange. Well, we hope you enjoyed our Patreon episode. Uh, that's generally what they sound like again without the ads uh, but you know you gotta gotta pay the bill somehow i guess that's right so if you want to join our patreon it's patreon.com slash stranger than podcast where for two dollars you will get our regular episodes ad free and then for five dollars you get an episode like you've just heard ad free plus our regular episodes ad free so with that we'll talk to you next time and stay strange <laughs>